What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football Bleacher Report's NFL Draft Podcast. I'm Matt Miller, joined as always on Friday morning by my buddy Mello. And we are coming to you from somewhere in Arizona. I actually don't even know where we are right now because we have no cell service. I can see the Grand Canyon still, I think. There are some mountains and some dirt. That is, yeah, and some uh, Native American villages set up where you can buy a pottery or beads or buffalo jerky. Probably marijuana. Probably also some some of that. But we do have a fun show for you today. We are on vacation. We're wearing Hawaiian shirts in Arizona. So that tells you where we're at <laughs> mentally right now. It didn't fit in with the hiking. The, the Hawaiian shirts seemed like a good idea, and I don't regret them. We definitely stick out. Yeah, because everyone here is like, they're hiking in the Grand Canyon, and we look like we're in Maui. So yeah, we look good. The shirts are great, though. They're very comfortable. Got them from Walmart. Again, <laughs> sticking on that Walmart theme, these shirts were $12, and it's thin. It's very hot outside. The shirts are great. Our show today, we're going to do a little bit of around the league. Then we're going to continue that GOATS list of players 61 through 70. It's sex time with the, that list. That's all I can say. Just get, get hot because it's all offensive guards, baby. This was the worst list that we've had to make. Yes. I, I struggled to do it, and I didn't like doing it, but we got to give the people what they want, and that's the goats from the 60s. I wanted to skip. We should have. should have skipped, and to the 70s. And then we're going to do our top five duos this week, and once again, we're going draft style. So we'll flip a coin. Mello, I think, gave his quarter away to a little kid, so we might need to bump a quarter. <laughs> we might have to figure out how to do that for my minivan. Oh, that I Yes, I forgot to mention the fact that we are on family vacation right now. Mom and Pop Miller uh, kind of took over the driving duties. So I'm in the back seat of a minivan. Haven't been here in a minute. And Mello is riding whatever seat you're in. Uh, it's the not jump shotgun. Seat. Hey, what happened the last time you were in the back of a minivan? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't either, but usually something interesting. <laughs> I don't. Let's say back of a minivan. I don't think I've ever done anything stupid. Well, then you haven't lived. That I can think of. And then we, after those duos, we're going to go to Just the Tip. So we're going to have some fun. Uh, my Just the Tip for you, always take your parents on vacation if they're cool, because they will do things like drive so you can do a podcast from the back of a minivan. And buy you Hawaiian shirts from Walmart. <laughs> that's, that's also great, too. Yeah, the, it's the gift that keeps on giving, mom and pop. Jameis Winston, though, suspended as we're driving. We get the alert on the BR app. Jameis Winston suspended three games for not reporting an allegation uh the allegation it's one that's that's been out for a while yeah. speaking of people riding in the back of cars yeah James winston. winston banned from uber which is hard to do you guys all know i've thrown up in the back of an uber still can ride Jameis allegedly uh groped a driver uh, i as far as i know i mean nothing ever came of it as far as charges go but it's still because it was an allegation he has a duty to report that to the team and to the league he did not so he suspended three games what an idiot so somebody in that organization has to be like oh you know what Jameis? the world knows this happened we have to report it to the league it's not even the fact that he did it because we don't know what happened in that uber oh no, yeah but you have to report it to the league so just do that and right. then you don't get hit with this three-game suspension, and we don't have to see Fitzpatrick start another game in the NFL. Right, Ryan Fitzpatrick starting in the NFL again. Yeah, so not even Ryan Griffin. Jets I kind of hope when Ryan Griffin takes that starting job just so we can see what he can do. I do too. I liked what he was able to do on Hard Knocks. He suffered an injury and was out for the whole season, so he never really got his chance to earn that second quarterback spot. But during Hard Knocks, it looked like he might actually get 
QB2 on that team yeah. before his injury. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what happens there. Like you said, and let's not jump into the Diddy or Doni because we've been down that road with Jameis before a couple times. So we don't know. We weren't there. I think uh, we could look at it from a couple different issues, though. Like you said, you're the starting quarterback. You're a former number one pick. Someone, your agent, whomever, someone with the team should know, hey, you need to report this because that's your job. Secondly, with Jameis, it's becoming a little too much where there's smoke, there's fire. We're about to drive over the Grand Canyon. I am so distracted. We are just going over a huge bridge right now. And uh, I know you were talking about Jameis Winston, but here we go. Sweaty feet. We made it. We're over the Colorado River. It's dry. Just want to... It's dry. That was disappointing. Nothing down there. Okay, so, and then with Jameis, it is a matter of his play hasn't been that good. It really hasn't. It's like, like, okay, it's time. Everybody talks about him and Mariota. Mariota's looked more promising. His team at least kind of backdoored their way into a playoff game where they beat the Chiefs. So you've seen some progress there, and their offense looks like they're doing some things. The Buccaneers are just stagnant with what they're doing. It's the same old thing year after year. You have one of the best receivers in the entire league. You have two great playmaking tight ends. Why why isn't there more production coming from this offense? It, it, it does beg the question, is he going to live up to the draft position, the expectations? And I, I think that, you know, I said it with Ezekiel Elliott, when you are a face of a team, there is pressure on you to perform off the field a certain way and on the field a certain way. And I don't think we're getting necessarily either from Jameis and I hope that this ends up one of those situations where for him and for fans of that team where there's nothing to it he serves his suspension learns his lesson and and goes about his life but I I do think man how many times have you said that though yeah (laughs) I hope he learns from this suspension and can come back from it. it's just it keeps happening with him yeah and like you said the play on the field is not anything outstanding this, I think this is a make-or-break season for Jameis because if they play bad, that coaching staff's gone. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And, and you bring in a new coaching staff, maybe a new GM, they're probably not sticking with a quarterback that's been there for four years and hasn't done anything. And has some off-field question marks. Exactly. Or at least things that keep coming up. Uh, let's transition from that number one quarterback to uh, this year's number one quarterback, Baker Mayfield, first pick of the draft. Goes on Colin Cowherd. Uh, I'm summarizing here because we've been we have been out in the desert with no cell service, uh, so I'm reading basically uh, a summary of he goes on Colin Cowherd. Colin says you're a bad teammate, and Baker goes off. Uh, it's not so much about what Baker said; it's just the do you like the fiery I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into it with the media quarterback, or do you want a guy who just kind of ah turn the other cheek, let my play on the field take care of it? Yeah, I don't like it. And I've voiced that opinion like many times, I think, about him. But I want my quarterback to handle himself a little bit better. Should it piss him off? Sure, go for it. But I don't think you need to put yourself in a situation where you're getting in debates with a guy like Colin Cowherd. Like, take what he says, say, oh, whatever, and then go about your business. I I think that's a good point. People are going to learn how to, to poke him, you know, how to stoke the fire. And it is one thing to take the screenshots, you know, like he did and and build the you know, this Bible almost of, of cheap shots or well, that he thought were it, cheap shots. It almost becomes a distraction before he's even played a, his first game. It's like how he's handling the media and he's turning all this stuff into a big deal. Just You're a rookie quarterback. You're not starting. I don't even know why the Browns are letting him do this media. They shouldn't be. 
but if he's going to do it, he needs to handle himself in a different way so that he can worry about on the field stuff, not this off the field. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I used to love Colin Cowherd. I, I don't listen to him anymore because I work in this business. I don't want to listen to it all day. But his job is to get reaction so people talk about his show. Oh, yeah. And he's doing his job by saying, Yeah, if he can get Baker on there and stir up some shit, you and I want to go listen to it now. Right. We don't usually, but now we want to, and that's what he's supposed to do. Yeah, so I feel like he's he's doing his job. Let's not get up upset at him. I, I'm with you, and, and I know everybody's going to be like, oh, well, you're Texas fans. No. If this were Vince Young, I would say the same thing. Like, stop. Get all, You don't need to be doing interviews and, like you said, handle yourself a little differently. One more thing before we get to this GOATS list. The Sports Illustrated Top 100 College Football Players list came out. And because we will be doing so much college football coverage for you guys this season, I wanted to take a moment to talk about this list. It's not a draft list. These are not, it's not ranked by prospect. It's college football impact. So I'm going to run it down for you. Number 10 was Dexter Lawrence, the defensive lineman from Clemson. Like it. Number nine, Rashawn Gary, D-tackle Michigan. Hell yeah. We've talked about this kid a lot. He's, he's a stud. Plays all over that D-line. Here's where shit got a little weird. Jaquan Johnson, safety, Miami, at number eight overall. That one surprises me. I think that's, if I was going to go for, with a DB, I feel like it would be Greedy Williams at LSU, even if we're talking college impact, not necessarily pro uh, prospects. Or even the corner from Georgia. He, yeah, I mean, DeAndre Baker. He showed up game after game last year. It's The safety class isn't that good. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe he's going to have a great year this year and really be a standout. He'll get to wear that turnover chain a couple more times. Yeah, he'll have to be because they lost so much from that D-line to the draft. Number seven, Cleland Farrell from Clemson. Big fan there. Number six, Mellow's boy Jonathan Taylor Thomas, the running back from Wisconsin. Uh, it's it's Taylor time for them. And, and I think the understanding here is great offensive line, which you talked about when we did our All-American previews. Taylor's going to tout the rock a ton, and there's a chance to have a 2,000-yard season. Oh, definitely. Like, I think 1,500 is the minimum for him, barring injury, which, I mean, he could even probably miss, like, two games and still get to 1,500. Yeah, great, great player. Had uh, 1,977 last year rushing, 1,977 yards. So should have another big year for him. Number five, Nick Bosa, defensive end Ohio State. If you're listening to this podcast, you know who Nick Bosa is. He's the number one prospect on my big board for next year's draft. And uh, I, I think he he might not get the stats to where you would say this was the best player in college football, but I think in terms of impact and talent, he is that guy. Edge rusher is a little bit different from college to pro. They can really make an impact in every play at the NFL level. It's a little bit harder in college. Teams run the ball a lot more. They run the option a little bit, so you don't get the many chances to make plays like that. Yeah, number four, and I think this is the biggest surprise on this list, Khalil Tate, quarterback, Arizona. If you're just looking at it from college football perspective, I get it. I don't think he's a draft prospect, but he's going to light up the field like a Lamar Jackson-esque numbers. And I, I still want to see if he can throw the ball, though. Yeah. He, hasn't, he hasn't done much in the passing game. He can run the hell out of it. But if he can learn to throw even just a little bit, he's going to take over every game even more so than what we've seen already. And Kevin Sumlin is now his head coach. And Kevin Sumlin has had some success with mobile quarterbacks like Johnny Manziel uh, at Texas A&M. So I think that, that the idea behind this was that you're going to put these two guys together. They're going to go uh, have some fun together. Number three, Christian Wilkins, D-end Clemson. So that's the third Clemson defensive lineman to make the top ten. 
Christian Wilkins is an interesting dude. I think he's a great college football player. The people I talked to thought he was probably a mid-second round pick had he come out in last year's draft. He surprised a lot of people, went back to school for his senior season. And I, I, unless we just see him become a different kind of athlete, you know, oh, he's a great kid. He's productive. He's a hard worker. He's still probably a mid-second round pick. Yeah, but you got to choose somebody on that defensive line that you're not going to double team, and it might be him because Cleveland Farrell looks just crazy good yeah. coming off the edge. So you really got to pick one of those two interior guys that you're not going to double team, and it could be him. Yeah, it definitely could be. Number two, Bryce Love had amazing rushing totals at Stanford last year did not enter the draft a little bit of a smaller guy 510 buck 95 got hurt uh, I believe with an ankle injury so his production last year best in the nation for a running back Andy was hurt what he could do this year as the focal point for a Stanford offense again behind a great offensive line a lot like Taylor at Wisconsin he should have a huge year he he has to be the Heisman front runner well, yeah, heading into the season he was a finalist last year I, I think he's a front runner going into the season this year. Holy shit, that truck is. Yep, we almost saw a wreck. Okay. That would be good podcasting. I don't <laughs> remember. Uh, he <laughs> led, the, rush, no, led, Love, the, led the nation in rushing, and he's got some returning pieces, and he's going to be the focal point of that offense once again with really nobody behind him to take carries. So he, he's yeah. going to do a lot this year. Should. And number one, shocker, Ed Oliver, who I've said before, might win the Heisman Trophy as a defensive player. He's already declared for the draft. Just enjoy him while you can. Let's not worry about is he the greatest D-tackle prospect ever, yada, yada, yada. He's really good. Let's have fun. He he is really good. And I love I like him at number one because how much Houston moves him around. They don't say, here, you're a three-tech, stay here, because then the offense knows where he is every down. They don't say, hey, you're a nose tackle. They'll play him at the nose. They'll play him at the three. They'll play him at the edge. They don't care. They'll stand him up. They'll put his hand in the dirt. He can disrupt offenses from any position on the defense. The the driving here is insane. I am. I don't know if you guys can hear me sweating. Puckered beehole. I think Puckered our mom just beehole. flipped somebody off. Some some blonde just got flipped Goodness off. Gracious. By our sixty eight year old dad because she can't drive. She's driving slow in the left lane in the mountains. This is going great, guys. Let's do a podcast from a van, they said. This is fun. (laughs) This is so much fun. Let's rip through this goats list. Maybe we'll see a mountain goat or two while we're doing it. Uh, Again, not fun. 60s. 61 through 70. Uh, You know what? Let's just go in some groupings. I'm going to go 61, Mitch Moore. 62, Jason Kelsey. 63, Dermani Dawson, Hall of Famer. 64, Randall McDaniel, Hall of Famer. And 65, Cody Whitehair. That's what we're working with, people. It's... It was tough. I had to do some research on this. And I don't I, know who 61 on your list is. I didn't think you would because the, the name is not popular, but what he did was very popular. Oh. Jake Olson, the blind long snapper from USC. Now I know it. The dude is blind, and he's out there playing football. He's GOAT number 61 for me. Uh, notice, try to see if you pick up a theme on these next couple players. <laughs> uh, Dan Neal, number 62. Number 63, Lyle Sinline. Number 64, Casey Hampton. And then 65, I can't believe I did this, but I did Lane Johnson out of Oklahoma. You got some Texas boys in there before you had to go to a Sooner. I could not think of anyone else at 65. No. Yeah. And it pains me to say it. He is one of the best tackles in the NFL. He really is. When he's on the field. he's hilarious, too. If you've ever seen any interviews with him, he was one of the guys behind the underdog mask. Right. Him and Chris Long. So Love it. 
Love uh, what the guy does. 66, Gabe Jackson. 67, Ryan Khalil. 68, Will Shields, another Hall of Famer. 69, nice Shaq Mason. 70, Zach Martin. Not too bad. I, I like my list, though. I do I, sure. <laughs> I'm going 66, Tom Nalen. 67, Quentin. Quentin Spain. Spain. I Titan. thought I typed it wrong, but I'm in a van. <laughs> Number 68, Mike Williams. Not the receiver. I'm no. talking the big-ass tech tackle out of texas number 69 jared allen i don't know how i didn't pick that i love watching jared allen play i wish he wouldn't have retired number 70 another big ass tackle out of texas leonard davis all right welcome back to the back of our rental van as we're crisscrossing our way through arizona almost to utah i think we're getting close we're in that area we're around there somewhere there's still mountains and dirt i dirt. don't even know if you can call that dirt it's like i don't a know florida it's georgia clay. line song dirt dirt that's the whole song. Power lines. Power lines. Yeah. And roadside stands. If there's any strawberries, stop, okay, guys? And, <laughs> or trail mix. Do, so. do you think they can grow strawberries out here? Is that I a thing? I doubt it. I don't know. I just read a thing that they actually farmed with inside the Grand Canyon. I don't know. I don't know how that no. happens. I don't know how they grow anything here. I don't either. It's just dry heat. It is. It is the dry heat. They're very proud of it. It's a very real thing. Uh, this week's top five. Top five duos, and again, we're going draft style because we've had some fun with that. Uh, I think it makes it a little more interesting. That way we don't have duplicates. Mello won the coin toss. You know what we should have done? We should. I threw a dollar bill off the top of the Hoover Dam, and it flew. It did not fall. It ended up higher than us. If you have the chance, you, you should do it. do it. I bet it traveled half a mile down, down uh, the, the Colorado dam. River. <laughs> Uh, I never saw it land. We lost it. Couldn't see it. Little science experiment, kids. It was was a good little five minutes that we had just watching a dollar bill float. We weren't even drunk when we did it. We did not. Uh, But you are up first on the duo list. First pick. Duo list. So we're going with two companions here. I am actually going to go with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. When you think great teammates... It's Jordan and Pippen. These guys won six rings together and dominated the NBA for what seemed like 10 years. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. That actually, I somehow missed that on my list. So, uh, <laughs> my number one duo on the big board was actually me and you. So my first pick is us. We that's, are the greatest that's duo. That's a pretty damn good one. We are in matching or complementing, <laughs> coordinating Hawaiian shirts. Sometimes yeah. we wear the same clothes without <laughs> noticing. I we, think we, we run a great it. podcast. We run a great podcast. Back in the days of flag football, we were a dynamic uh, quarterback slot receiver duo. It was like the Patriots. It was. There. It was like I was a baby Edelman, even though I am older than him. So we are my top duo. I don't think anyone can vote against that. Nope. Number two for me. Um, I'm looking at my big board here. I'm going to take this one because I don't want you to. I'm going with Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute <sighs> as my number two duo. <laughs> That's that. Uh, yep. That was going to be next for me. Uh, there is no better duo in, in terms of TV. I know some people will say Seinfeld and George. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Either. Just the companionship with Michael and Dwight. The worship ship. Yeah. Worship. The assistant, worship assistant two. Yeah. It all plays. I almost put Jim and Dwight. 
but I feel like Michael and Dwight are the stronger relationship. They actually had the better relationship. Dwight yeah. was not as bad of a wife when as they, Pam was. When they are in the car and Michael drives right into the water because he's pond. following the GPS, <laughs> that's just so good. The love that they shared was monumental. Uh, number two for me, um, Batman and Robin. I, I'm really surprised that it took this long for them to get on our list. Yeah, uh, but Batman and Robin made it. Batman is my favorite superhero. Uh, get off me, Superman fans. He's a fucking alien. He's not a superhero. So, and some people say Batman's not a superhero. I think he is. He I is a man turned superhero. He wears a cape. He's a superhero. Yeah, he's got that utility belt and a sweet car. Yeah, shark repellent yeah. pills. The reason we've never done top five superheroes is because we both strongly agree Batman right. is the best superhero of all There have been many time. times in the last year where we were like, ooh, top five superheroes. And then we're like, okay, well, who would yours be? Well, Batman. Who would two be? And it's just, we have the same. Yeah, so it, it doesn't really yeah, work Captain America us. would be two. Duh. Okay. Uh, I believe I'm up again. I'm going with number three for me. I'll take it back to the movies. I'm going Han Solo and Chewbacca. Oh, damn. That's a good one. <laughs> I know. Damn. <laughs> I didn't even think of that as like a possibility. You, I mean, you could have went Luke and Han. No, but Luke and Luke, Han aren't really a duo. I know. The, the great duo withstands the test of time. Could have done Luke and Yoda, I guess. Han Solo and Chewbacca. I, I said when Space Force becomes a thing, I would like to sign up because I'm basically Han Solo. You could be my Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of the show every week is you doing impersonations <laughs> with no prep at all. That is the first time in my life I've ever tried to do a Chewbacca. It was pretty good. It was, pretty good. Uh, great. It was either Chewbacca or was that chunk off the Goonies? I'm not, <laughs> baby. Not entirely sure. Well, that kind of sounded like Yoda. Yeah, you're all Star Wars today on your impersonations, buddy. Oh God, this is becoming more difficult. Uh, I'm up, right? I believe Number so. Three. Thanksgiving and football. That's my duo. Those two things go together like peanut butter and jelly, which is another good duo. <laughs> but like Thanksgiving Day, either playing or watching football, we used to play two-on-two, -two, tackle football with our brothers on Thanksgiving Day. Now we lay around, eat, and watch football. It's, it's, it's I agree perfect. with you. I like that one being on your list because Thanksgiving Day almost revolves around football. They, oh, God. <laughs> Hit a bump. The NBA is trying to get this with Christmas Day, where people yes. just sit around and watch basketball. Christmas Day is so busy for families. You're all over the place. Whereas Thanksgiving, you usually, you're going to one spot, you're going to sit there, and you're going to stay for a while, and then maybe you go to a second spot that evening. It just works for the NFL. And they have these same teams going every year. Now it's tradition that they've paired up with a holiday. Yep, I love it. It's kind of like New Year's Eve and booze. It's another so, good duo. You're going with food, so I'm going to jump on that food bandwagon here, too. I'm going with another pairing that also goes with football. I'm going chips and dip. Ooh. So that could be salsa. It could be queso. could be some bean dip because we found some bean dip oh in Arizona. God. And it was great. And I don't mean that game where you flicked your partner's boob. <laughs> I mean real bean dip. It was it was, it was warm. So I've never had this before. We went to a Mexican restaurant, a real one, not like a chain. It wasn't on the border. And she brought out warm bean dip. It was it was amazing. Oh, I, I love this. Stuff. And then I ate a burrito with a lot of jalapenos in it. And Mello and I are sharing a hotel room. And I'm officially publicly sorry. It, it was not good last night. <laughs> It's not good. It was not good. Between okay. the bud heavies and that. Uh -uh. Oh, God. 
these these bumps are ridiculous. Uh, good thing I have the seatbelt on back here. Okay. I don't. Next on not. my list. Just the tip. Wear your seatbelt <laughs> yeah. going through the mountains, number even f- when you're trying to podcast. Number five on my list, and I'm a little disappointed it took us this long to get to this one. I'm going to continue with the food theme. I thought about going Tom and Jerry. I thought about going Roadrunner and the other guy. Who was the... Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote, thank you. Just because of the scenery. But I'm going to steak and potatoes. Oh, damn, that's a good one. I don't think there's anything better. Whether it's home cooked or you're going out to a nice restaurant. And I'm not a mashed potato guy. I'm not a baked potato guy. I like roasted potatoes. So if you could give me a 12-ounce filet cooked medium, butterflied, please. A little butter, a little garlic, and then I want some roasted potatoes on the sides, yeah. fingerlings, or even steak fries. Steak fries, count yes. as a potato. Steak, and or they are made from a potato. And I like sweet know. potato. Not gonna lie, I do like potato, potato. chips. Potato, ooh, home, homemade I don't know chips. why you would eat that with a steak. But homemade <laughs> chips and steak could work, but you could Just if you no wanted barbecue to. sauce. That's a good one. I don't know why I put chips and dip ahead of steak and potato. That's that's tough. Yep. Uh, all right, I'm up. I'm at number five. I got a couple on my list. Mario, Mario and Luigi. That was a good one. I'm not going to use it, though. Cheeseburger and fries was a good duo. Oh. You kind of took it with steak and potato, though. So I'm going to go with Harry and Lloyd oh <laughs> from Dumb and Dumber as <laughs> top duo. There are so <laughs> many from the movies. I should have come back with... Right when I thought you couldn't get any dumber, you go and totally redeem yourself. It's a classic movie. Even the one that they came out with recently, it wasn't terrible. It it entertained you for two hours. Yeah. But that first one was a classic. It's one of the more quotable movies ever. And Jim Carrey is one of my all-time favorite comedians. Uh, I agree. But much better than Adam Sandler. Uh, underrated one, or honorable mention I want to throw out there, unless we die because of this Walmart truck, is... Uh, but I love your shirts. Do you love your sh- Chris Farley and David Spade. Oh, R.I.P. That's yeah. a good duo. John C. Riley and Will Ferrell. Ooh, another good duo. Would have been a good That's movie a good duo. Yeah. Drago and Rocky. Have you seen the Creed 2 trailer yet? I actually haven't. I heard you watching it this it's morning. It's very good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm excited to see it. They're going with the familiar playbook. There are not <laughs> a whole lot of surprises. <laughs> They're just remaking Rocky 1 through 5, but this time calling it Creed. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And he wins all his fights instead of loses, I think is how it's going to work. So those are our top five duos. You can vote on these Friday morning on the Twitter also, you'll see them on Instagram. If you would like to let us know, I'm sure we missed some because we are in the middle of nowhere. You can tweet at us at NFL Draft Scout, at Mellow Esquire, or at Stick to Football. Let us know those top duos that we missed. Or if you have a suggestion for next week's top five, we would love to hear it. Okay, uh, guess what, guys? I forgot to list five top fives because I'm so used to going first and Mello goes second, that he said his five, and I was like, okay, we're done. Let's close this segment. You probably just knew that you weren't going to win after I listed my five that you just gave up. Well, the good news is I had a moment to think about who my fifth one would be, and I am prepared now to dominate, dominate this list because I'm going Joe Montana and Jerry Rice as my final top five duo. I would argue that maybe even Steve Young and Jerry Rice was a better Ooh. duo. So I don't, I don't even know if that's a good one. Should have gone Jerry Rice and John Taylor. Uh, maybe. I would vote for me. Just the tip, my just the tip. 
doing a podcast in a car is hard. It's a little bit more challenging than I thought it was going to be. It's like, oh, let's be fun. Let's do this. Well, for one, you are in the third row of seating and I am in the <laughs> middle row of seating. So I'm talking to you. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> I'm directly. I'm like, I'm going to take a picture so that people can see. I'm behind you while you're doing the podcast. Yes. And it's working really well. I, I feel like we're doing really good things here podcasting from the back of a car i have a laptop in my lap with no internet service yep it's also heating up like a mother <laughs> and it's already 95 degrees outside so yeah maybe a quick show this week yeah maybe so okay just the tip uh a little shorter just the tip segment because i think we're just i think y'all are just getting fixed i think so too and i think i might have also just missed some of them because again we're on vacation but you guys are so important to us that we are still going to put out a show even though we are in, I think, Arizona still. Maybe almost Utah. We're, getting, we're, on the, we're on the line. All right. First one from our buddy Ant the Oreo. This dude comes through in the clutch like Tom Brady. What comes first, milk or cereal? What's the perfect ratio of milk to cereal? I, if you don't do cereal first, you are a monster. Thank you. You're going to end up on one of those snapped shows at some point and or you are a hoarder. Who would put the milk in first? Because then it messes up the ratio because you don't know like how, how much, cereal? much cereal you can put in because and you've filled it with milk already. When I was a kid, I would do the cereal and then I would pour in way too much milk. I would fill that fucking bowl to the brim. I don't like milk. I think it, the ratio is like two-thirds cereal, one-third one third milk. milk. I would agree with that. My favorite cereal, by the way, is Honey Nut Cheerios. So the milk is really only there to soften them a little. I also like Honey Nut Cheerios because I, I feel like it's kind of healthy. It is. Because it's helping my cholesterol. Yeah. But it also, it tastes good. Yeah, it's good for you. I mean, it's better than the, like, cookie crisp or whatever. Yeah. I mean, Captain Crunch or ooh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I don't eat enough cereal. <laughs> There's some good ones out there. But it's definitely cereal than milk. And it's oh, white yeah. milk only. And I have a feeling he's asking this question. I bet his girlfriend, Cassie, probably does it the opposite way. Because oh. that's usually why his questions come through. Him and his girlfriend, who's very attractive. What's up, Cassie? They disagree on things, and they come to the right people to get their problems solved. Yeah, I, I agree. Brooks Quinn, another... Man, I, I have every name on the list this week I recognize. Love this guy. What's your advice for getting a friend over a long time X. So this, it actually kind of ties into another question that we have later down the list. Ooh. My advice for getting a friend over a long time X is do what he needs to do. Some people need to get right back out there and see what the dating life is all about. Some people just need time to be alone. So figure out what your friend needs and then just run with that. You don't have to force him into any weird situations that he doesn't want to do. Just figure out what he wants and then go with it. It might be hard to figure out what he wants. Yeah. Because some, sometimes people don't even know what they want. So he's got to figure that out. And then after you guys get that, it's just easy peasy. I think that's very important, though, what you said, though. is like don't try to force what works for you on someone else, right? Like you and I, best friends, brothers, very Great different. Great duo. <laughs> Great duo. Very, very different in how we process law, you know, uh, oh, a yeah, breakup. Like polar opposites. Complete opposites. I get kicked off that horse, I'm finding another one and getting back on it. And I'm like, screw horses. Mine's more like if I, you know, find out my horse at some point will be injured, I put it down, you know, humanely. <laughs> you start making glue. Humanely. I mean jello, okay? <laughs> but I'm getting another horse. Like, soon, I'm getting another horse. You're like, I'm never riding a horse again 
Don't we have like cars. <laughs> I'll drive myself. <laughs> Did you get the analogy there? It was yeah, great. I, was, I got you. Okay. Just make sure people got it. Next one from our buddy Dan Barnes. Bought floor, te- floor seats for a concert, but I've never heard the two bands opening. Do I look them up and listen, or do I just go and see if I like them? So again, here's how you and I might be really different. I love to, I like to have all the information when I walk into a, to something. I'm listening. I'm on Spotify seeing if I like these bands. Because if you don't like them, that's more time to drink, not concert-priced beer. Yeah, I actually, I agree with you here. Then you don't have to worry about showing up right when doors open. If you've already got your seats, yeah. you can You're check not, out these two bands and see if you like them before. And then decide if you want to show up that early or, like you said, go out, maybe get yourself a drink, have a nice dinner, figure it out. Yeah. I, I, I don't – like, I we, we just went to a concert in Kansas City, and I loved the two opening bands. So it was like, okay, we got to get there for the openers, right? And it works. But I've also been to shows where you, you don't know who the openers are, and you go, and you're like, yeah, these guys suck. I can't understand them. Their equipment shit. It's hot in here. Yeah. I could be at a bar – throwing back $3 Coors Lights, but I'm in here paying $9, standing in line with a bunch of guys in tight jeans who just want someone to fight. Like, not feeling it. So, so knowledge is power. I agree with you. Check them out. See if you like them. See if they're even worth showing up for. All right. Got a long one here. Anonymously, I'm hosting a middle school volleyball tournament and looking to sell things to raise more money for the program I created and am very proud of. What are a couple things I could sell that kids and more specifically middle school kids slash girls will go crazy for and spend all their parents' money? I have no idea. (laughs) What are those things you put on the back of your phone so you can take selfies? Oh, yeah, whatever those are called. Get a customized one of those thingies. Yeah, they they love that shit. Cell phone case covers? Yeah, anything cell phone related. Make up fake unlimited data cards and sell those. Oh, wait, disclaimer for just the tip. We are not trained professionals. You follow this advice at your own risk. This is a humor segment. I forgot to do that at the top. I'm going to put it in there now because I was joking about (laughs) making up fake unlimited data cards and selling them, even though that would be a riot. Gift certificates. Gift certificates. For, yeah. Not even gift cards. Gift certificates. certificates, Putting them on that school paper. Paper in my hands when I'm getting something for free. I don't know, man. I feel like people... I don't really either. cream... Fundraisers always work, I think. I teach fifth grade. I'm trying to figure out what they spend their money on, but I don't know. When my daughter was a teenager, she just spent my money on clothes. Yeah, I I think so, too. I don't know. So I don't know, man. That's tough. I don't know. I guess we're talking seventh and eighth graders, probably. Yeah. Middle school, volleyball. Yeah, I'm going to say anything phone-related. iTunes gift cards. Yeah. Except yeah, do a I don't raffle. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Do like a raffle. Then yeah. you can get like gift cards and then profit off them a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I would do. I would definitely do a raffle. Or I like silent auctions. Yeah. Unless you shrewd it and then you just... <laughs> then you just wait on everything. Yeah. I think that's what Dan Barnes did when he won that Peyton Manning <laughs> autograph. <laughs> All right. Next question. I'm not engaged or anything, but if I ever do, do I exclude my two brothers or my two best friends from my groomsmen to fit you and Matt in? Uh, I, I would say get your brothers out of there. I don't know. It's going to be me, you, and his two friends. Yeah. This is what I propose. You split it right down the middle. You take one brother, you take one friend, Ooh, I like and it. put me and Matt in front of him. That's the way to do it. By the way, I'm great at giving best man speeches yeah, so. or eulogies. Yeah. Recently found Fun that fact. out. Yeah. It's one of those things you don't know you're good at until you're good at, you know? <laughs> pretty good at it. You never know until you put me in front of a coffin. And I look good in a suit. 
So there's that. So I, I said, yeah, just split them. Make them fight to the death, like on uh, Games. Dark Remember the disclaimer. <laughs> okay, like on the Dark Knight, when he breaks the pool stick in half, and he's like, we only have room for one person right now. <laughs> that's what you do with your best that's friend. That's what we should have with our intern. We should have picked two and be like, all right, guys, we only got... Disclaimer. Here's a, here's a microphone with a mic cord. Disclaimer. Have fun. <laughs> or hire him one. Yeah. So, and then me and Matt will stand in front of... Or you could honorary groomsman, two of them. Ooh, make them be ushers. No one wants to oh. do that. I do... Th- like, you're going to get to side boob game game. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's the only perk. Yeah. Being an usher. Being an usher is the worst. It's like, I like you, but not enough to make you part of this wedding. Exactly. I feel bad for our buddy Cole, because he had to be an usher in my wedding. Wouldn't do so it. the the ex-wife. She didn't have enough friends. I could have went on for days. Yeah. But, you know, that's one of those things you have to compromise on when you get married. Which is why I'm never doing it again. My British friend in D.C. is newly single, but is now feeling isolated because he spent a lot of time mixing with her friends. How does he, A, establish a network, and B, get back on the horse? Well, I think you as his friend, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of where you come in. Get him out there, you know? Uh, you guys have pubs in England. Yeah, and, well, he lives in Colorado. Oh, never, my bad. Well, he does say his British friend. I happen to know... Oh, his British friend in D.C. This is from Richard Royal. British friend in D.C. We're going to be there in a week. We'll take him out. Probably not really. Don't make any empty promises. We probably wouldn't. I know that sounds great, <laughs> We've but... already said we're going to a million weddings, and we're like, nope, can't do it then. Can't well, do we it have then. our kids a lot. That People should definitely still keep sending those invites, though. We've got one on the calendar. We're definitely going to one. Maybe looking for another one. I I know that old Richard Royal's married. Maybe his wife has some friends. Maybe. He could help get him back up on that horse. Uh, I think you can even tinder for friends now. Is that right? Bumble Bumble friends? (laughs) Facebook friends? That's got to be just a terrible thing. I'm pretty sure you can bumble for, like, friends. Yeah. I would say just, you know, work. Try to find some people you have some things in common with. Maybe try to reconnect with f- friends that you had before this girl. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, that, that's the best way. Or, you know, you're in D.C. It's a big city. W- what's your team? You know, who? if you're you're British, are you a Man U fan? Find the Man U bar in D.C. Go there and watch games and make some friends. I, I think that's a great idea. Got to find people you got some stuff in common with. The way yep. to go. So, alright. Those are our tips for the week. That's our show for the week. Next week we'll be back in lovely Joplin, Missouri. We'll, we will be sweating to death doing a show. Ooh, 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 good news. Next week's my birthday show. Already? Yep. Next week's the birthday show. So that'll get crazy. So next week's Thursday will be all about me. Sorry about the slurred words in advance. No, we'll do that after the show. And maybe before. Wink. Uh, disclaimer. <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> uh, next week, yeah, next week, uh, it, next Friday is my birthday. So we'll be doing a birthday edition of the show next week. Then the week after that, we are in D.C. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Also fun, if you haven't seen them, go to our Twitter page or Instagram. There are now Stick to Football t-shirts on Bleacher Report. You can go to shop uh, or store.bleacherreportshop.com. Get you a Stick to Football shirt. Hopefully we'll have some soon that we can give away to you guys. Uh, so be looking forward to those. Mello, any fi- final thoughts? No, man. I can't wait to wear my own shirt. It'll be fun. I think they'll be there when we get home. I've heard a rumor. So heard a rumor. That's our show, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for hanging out. And... Hey, we safely did a podcast in a car and didn't die, so there's that.